today on this episode, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the game within the game, right? Um, it is sports season. Uh, where are your manners? And of course, my message for Devin. So stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. <laughs> all right. Hey, so uh, I am happen to be recording this on uh, the week right after Super Bowl. So it was pretty big, huh? <laughs> it's pretty big. Uh, say what you want about the halftime show. It is what it is, right? Uh, it was definitely due and they were in LA. Like, how could you not have Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? And that is the culture. LA is a different kind of spot, right? Kind of like New York. Like, it is just a different kind of spot. And if you don't know, ooh, <laughs> now you know, now you get it. Now you understand uh, what's going on. But the game within the game, what's, what, what I always look at, right, is um, uh, the weeks before, the two weeks in between the last game and the big game, right, there's so many predictors. There's so many people on the sidelines saying what's probably going to happen. So uh, I think many of you know that I was based in Las Vegas for almost 30 years, right? And ooh, that's hard to say out loud. <laughs> it's like, all of a sudden, oh, and, oh my God, you're going to know how old I am. And then I go, okay, well, they can look at me and tell how old I am because there's, there's gray in my hair and, oh, 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 right? Um, uh, speaking of the Super Bowl and the halftime show, I should be singing uh, uh, Mary J. Blige's song this morning, right? Good morning, gorgeous. Like, like if you are a woman, how could you not like play that every morning? Good morning, gorgeous. Right? So that you're constantly telling yourself. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's my message for Devin today. But um, what I always crack up about is... There's so much hoopla that goes on, right? So the, the, the analytics are boiled down, the, um, all the predictions, all, who's hurt, right? There's a scouting report, there's uh, quarterback doesn't like to go to his left and every time he goes to the left, you know, he doesn't make something happen. Really? So you don't think that he works on that for the two weeks in between it? hello like he don't know that he can't go to his left right he gets better like like yeah he's like i'm always like like just kind of giggling about it right and so um so for many years while i was in las vegas uh how did i even get there is my mother loved to gamble so at 15 16 we used to go with her and well even younger than that gosh um and she would drop us off at circus circus and we would you know win toys and whatever but as soon as i got to an age that i looked old enough to gamble she showed me how to play video poker my mother and my aunt dory the same one uh, that i talked about a few episodes back that told me that i would uh 
that I told her I wanted to build a million dollar business, right? My favorite. So my mother and Aunt Dory were like Lucy and Ethel. Like they got into the damnedest shit all the time. Like they were, oh my gosh, like what are y'all doing? They were constantly, uh, they both loved to gamble. So they would take secret trips to Vegas. Um, they had a poker night at my Aunt Dory's house every Friday night. And so I was there for a lot of those because I was the baby. I was I was the last one. And so so I learned to gamble very, very early. Uh, and because I am a huge sports fan, then I learned to gamble on sports very, very early. And there was a time before I got to the telephone company when that was my job, gambling was my job. Like people would give me money to gamble for them because I was that good at it. Um, but what I was good at is, is noticing trends, right? I would notice trends. Even I, I wasn't counting cards. I wasn't counting cards because I couldn't think that fast. So, so I hated like blackjack, even though I went to calculus Okay, I even passed the calculus AP exam so that when I went to college, I tested out of math and never had to take math again. Love trigonometry, love to lay it all out because it made the paper pretty. Look, I had already accepted the fact that I'm just different, right? Uh, but I love Vegas. And so um, while I was betting on sports, I looked at things that other people don't look at. Like they're looking at his arm strength and um, all things because most predictions are done by males, right? And they look at what makes him stronger, what makes him faster, what makes him better. I'm looking at what's going on in his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, hmm, did he just break up with that girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't bet on him this week. He's going to be a mess. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you know, Michelle, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so for the last 12 years since I gave up uh, betting, so I gave up sports betting when I bought the telephone company, um, as well as all betting, because I was like, whoo, <laughs> it is not a good idea <laughs> to have a million dollars in the bank and me gambling, because I'm a risk taker. And entrepreneurship was was enough of a gamble for me that I was like, yeah, no, this could, this could be all wrong. And so I gave up gambling, but it doesn't mean I, I stopped watching sports. It doesn't mean that, that I stopped predicting what was gonna happen and watching energy. And so uh, I've predicted the, the Super Bowl winner for years. I'm like, mm, this is what's gonna happen. Or here's the bet that you should take, right? Uh, if it's take the points, not the take the points, all of that. Okay, so I say that all to say that um, lots and lots of times there's always a shocker. And I say, never before has this happened. We can't predict this. Who knew this was going to happen? And so my lesson to you is that is just life. Life and your entrepreneurial life is exactly what the commentators are talking about. Never before can it happen, right? Russell Wilson used to always say, why not me? 
even has a, a foundation. I think it's even called why not me, right? So why not you? So I always felt that way too. Well, why not me? What is this? And so it's never the prediction. It's always, that's why they play the game, right? So the whole thing on any given Sunday, where that came from, where that saying came from, is because on any given Sunday, anybody can win. These are professionals. On any given Sunday, somebody could have a breakout game. On any given Sunday, those great players will be great. You can try to shut them down as much as you want. And they may not ever be really strong going to the left, but damn it, on any given Sunday, they can break out of that. And so my lessons to you is that on any given Sunday, that's you. You never know how close you are to that business breakthrough. You never know. But here's what we do know. If you quit, then you never get there. Yeah. If you quit, then you absolutely never get there. So what the what is that factor that changes and what sparks the any given Sunday? What is that factor that comes up that nobody can predict? It's the heart of the player. Have they been listening to how great they are? Or have they just been trying to perfect how great they are? That's what implementation is, right? It's have you been listening to this should get you 50 times the results that anything else that you do and it doesn't work for you. And it doesn't work because that's not what we should be listening to. We should be listening to what are the predictions and who am I? And have I been putting in the work every day? Because eventually it turns the corner. So one of the things that, um, that uh, my trainer says all the time, right? Is especially like if I'm really busy or I've got a super busy week and I can't do, normally we always do um, seven exercises, three rounds, right? And it gets progressively harder. And uh, so this week I was like, I'm slammed. <laughs> uh, so can I do today, can I just do two rounds? She's like, absolutely, right? And so I'm, I'm all nervous thinking that she's gonna feel bad, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, Rochelle, one of the things I wanna tell you is that your body doesn't know whether you did 30 reps or whether you did 22 reps, right? It just keeps on the path to building the muscle. And so it's only bad when you quit. It's like, ah, oh, that's it. It's only bad when you quit. Right? Nothing is wasted. It's one of the things my pastor always says. Nothing is wasted. Like everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. It's all put together. And we'll all be put together. Nothing is wasted. So that all of those reps that they do late at night, all of those reps that they, they do early in the morning, preparing for the Super Bowl, preparing for the big game speed, nothing is wasted. So you never know when that breakout is coming. And you don't know who the star is going to be. You don't know who's going to be going to Disneyland. You don't know. And so those are the things that I always love about the game is to see who it is that's going to break through.
And so that's my thing to you. Why not you? As Russell Wilson says. And why not you make this the time that you go that extra? Because nothing, nothing, nothing is wasted. Nothing, nothing is wasted. So I was um, a great friend of mine, Suzanne. <laughs> Suzanne. So Suzanne, uh, we met in elementary school, I think fifth grade. We ended up going to middle school together and then we went to high school together. Um, Suzanne is oh, she's so beautiful, right? She was just stunningly beautiful then. Uh, just an amazing person. And um, she went on to be a teacher and uh, she did it late in life. Like she was into real estate and she was all into the money. And then she just said, no, I don't want to do this. Like I love cooking. So she ended up going to culinary school and coming out and she started a catering business and she's like, oh, I don't know if this is for me either. So then she switched and now she's teaching high school students culinary, right? I'm so proud of her loves it yeah and so she calls me up and she goes hey you know do you want to come speak to my high school students i'm like hey <laughs> are you sure <laughs> like you know that i have no filter and what i say and she's like no 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 so suzanne and i were cheerleaders together and she's like but but i want you to meet my class like she goes i get such a kick out of like the jocks that are in there and and the cheerleaders and, and all the others, like, you gotta come see it, all right? And so I'm like, all right, all right, I'll come. I'll come, I'll come speak. It was, it was Halloween, so uh, Dev was off of school because in Nevada, um, Halloween is also Nevada day. So uh, we went, she dressed up, uh, she was super cute. And so we get to the high school and I'm speaking. And one of the, the guys is, I'm asking what do they wanna do with their life? You know, what is it? And so he's like, I'll be a professional uh, football player. Really? Okay. Do you play now? He's like, yeah. I go, okay. I said, so, um, so tell me this, Suzanne, or Miss Strucker, uh, told me that you get to class a little late. So do you get to school a little late? He's like, yeah, sometimes. I was like, wow. Okay. So what time do you wake up? Like. 7, 7.15, you know, class doesn't start till 8, so sometimes 7.30, like, wow, okay, what time do you go to bed? It's like, I don't know, you know, 11, 11.30, okay, said, I got some good news and some bad news. It's like, so which one do you want first? Oh, I want, you know, I want the good news. I said, the good news is that you have an amazing dream, and I think you can do it if you want to. He's like, well, what's the bad news? Because I already knew that. I said, the bad news is you'll never make it. He said, what? I said, you're never, never going to make it. So one of the reasons why I'm such a, a, a huge sports fan is because I kind of had an addiction, <laughs> right? So I only dated athletes for first, I don't know, 20 years of my life. Only dated athletes. Um, one of my former uh, played professional basketball. Um, one played professional football. Another one is a college coach. Um, been around athletes. My brother, uh, he got drafted by Miami. Had the tryout. Was down to the 52nd, right, uh, person, and they cut him right before the beginning of the season. He played up in Canada. Played Canadian. I know what a professional athlete looks like. I know their habits. 
I know what they do. So I said, you're not gonna make it. He's like, why? Why? You don't know me. I said, actually, I know a lot about you based on the fact that you are late to class. And the second thing, based on what time you go to bed, what time you get up. Because those dudes that I know who made it and also, um, you know, at UCLA, I dated, uh, and they were up every morning at five. They did a workout before the day. They did a workout before the workout that they were required to do by the team. Those that made it, those that went on to play professionally. Um, they also didn't have a girlfriend. They had girls who liked them and they had girls around them, but they didn't have like, they wouldn't hug the, no, 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 no. One of them um, wouldn't even tell the world that we were dating. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, they was on one plan, right? Nothing is wasted. And so that when you get in competition with these who are super focused, that's been doing it since they were 12, right? That's been playing since they were 12, that's been, uh, working out every day and you are not a natural specimen of an athlete, you can get run the go. <laughs> and so Suzanne goes, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, so the kid was all upset and yeah, you know, hey, if you ask me to tell the truth, tell the truth. But it's an important lesson to know, right? What it really takes, what it really takes to build a million dollar business and and uh We'll get into your lesson for this week. But the reason why they play the game is because nobody really knows. There can be predictions, there can be estimates, there can be guesstimates, there can be, there's always so much that's in the air. That's why they play those 60 minutes. And so I'm here to say to you, you know, I don't care what they've said about you. I don't care how they've prepared. I don't care what they do if you want it get it. Huh? Let's go get it. Let's go get it. All right. Let's go get it. <laughs> All right. I'll see you here in a second. Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the million dollar equation podcast of which you're hearing. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode. Hey, 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 we are back. We are back. And now it's time for your million dollar equation lesson for the week. Let's talk about properly thanking your customers. So you remember um, in the teaser, I asked you, do you have manners? So here's, here's one of the things that can absolutely change the way and the trajectory of your business. Right? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about retention and how do you keep clients? Well, one way is by telling them thank you, right? Like, how do you do that? And are you purposefully saying thank you? How are you saying thank you? How are you letting your clients know that you are super grateful for them, right? So, um, I always tell the story and and uh, story in the book in the million dollar equation when I talk about properly thinking is um, my my uh, real estate agent. Okay, so I met 
this woman who was full-time agent, okay? And uh, one of my salespersons from the telephone company was a part-time agent. So my part-time agent was my friend, right? And uh, because she's a part-time agent, she does it kind of when she wants to, right? Uh, she's got telephone company money. So she's getting a steady paycheck. So sometimes real estate goes to the back burner. So when I bought my very first house, um, I used my part-time agent, right? My friend uh, who was at the telephone company with me. So I get her to um, put in the offer, help me put in the offer, go out and look with me uh, and do it. So I go to move in to my brand new first house and my friend, uh, my employee and my realtor gave me a washer and dryer as a gift. She got a huge commission and she was like, here, this is how I want to say thank you, right? Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, okay, all right, before you say something, they're not supposed to go over 50 bucks, okay? All right. Okay, not supposed to go over 50 bucks. So I'm not gonna tell you her last name. <laughs> um, but what she, what she knew was that I was interested in buying lots of real estate. And I was fascinated with real estate. I watched House Hunters every single night. I used to watch Flip This House. Um, I used to watch uh, Fix My House, Sell This House, everything, Flip and Flop um, with Torek and everybody. Like, I was obsessed, right? And you guys know I love TV. So, like, I would watch sports and then I would watch HGTV. So, um, she would go, hey, Rochelle, you know, when you're ready, let me know. Well, I decided that I wanted a full-time realtor after that. So when I bought my palatial estate, my palatial estate on a half acre uh, with pool, with the backyard uh, kitchen, overlooking all of Las Vegas, my realtor gave me a bottle of noodles that were different colors as a decoration that she bought at Sam's Club. And she paid $12.99. What's the incentive? For me to use her again. I'm not saying that I want you to get in trouble. But is that the best $50? Like here you made probably one of the biggest commissions she had ever made. And this is what you knock it off. Like she's just like, oh, okay, let me just get her something really quick. Oh, okay. Like she came to my house morning with this bullshit. Right? It's like, 
well, okay, don't do that. Yes, don't do that. When you are properly thanking your clients, yes, even if you're limited, you can create some really awesome things to make people think that you thought of it. Like there's nothing worse than a gift card. I don't care. Like I get lots of gift cards, you know, they, they sit in there because I can't remember to take them. And it's like, oh my God, I got to scratch off the back. Like how much is on here? Like, really? It, it's just, so gift cards is not my thing, right? My kid. <laughs> so, you know, I'm constantly playing with my hair. Um, <laughs> so my kid, uh, we were, things were tight one time. I was waiting for a client to pay me. Uh, you know, that was, that was just a, a thing, right? Especially when she was little because I wanted to be at home. So I did these deals so that I could stay home with her and um, she would get gift cards all the time. <laughs> so when things got tight, she would go pull these out. Mommy, we can have pizza. <laughs> Mommy, we can, <laughs> let's go to Target. <laughs> Mommy, let's go like, because I never thought to use them, right? So properly thanking your customers changes everything in your business, right? It lets them know that they are wanted. It lets them know that you're grateful, that you really want to serve them and that you are honoring their commitment to you and their investment in you. You need to properly thank them. So one of the things that, uh, that we did with one of my clients who does the customized backyard courts, right? He makes a customized basketball court in your backyard. So I said, this is what you do when you are in their sales presentation, listen to the things that they like, listen to their favorite places, um, their favorite sports teams, look around their house because you are in their house, right? You are in their backyard see what it is. And as soon as you leave there, jump on Amazon, find them something and deliver it to their house. So we've sent custom bats, we've sent um, balls, we've sent sporting gear. You know, if you like the UNLV Rebels, we would go and get UNLV jerseys, we would send sports tickets to you. Um, if you say that uh, you like donuts, we would make sure that we showed up with donuts the next time, like just listening, right? And properly thanking them. It changes the game. It really helps them stay, right? If, if in fact you are going to make a mistake, which everybody makes a mistake on their job, correct? Everybody makes a mistake on their job. Like oversight, oops, I forgot to write that down, whatever. Your clients have a better tendency to listen to you if you've properly thanked them if you've genuinely showed that you care but most entrepreneurs to be perfectly honest with you especially in the six to seven figure um in that area tend to they don't have enough staff to truly customer service so once they get a customer they kind of let them go and they're off to getting the next customer without properly thanking their existing customers. So don't let that be you.
right? Remember we were just talking about why not you? Okay, this time, don't let it be you. Don't let it be you, right? Don't let it be you. So you want to definitely make sure that you are properly thanking them. So um, this week's assignment, here we go. Uh, this week's assignment for you to do is I would love for you to get a list of all of your clients. I see how much they've spent and how long, like, where is it an approximate amount? And then, so if it's just like one thing, so, you know, half a million dollar house, right? California, that's nothing, but in other parts of the country, that was a lot. Um, it was a lot of money back in the day when I did it. <laughs> Uh, so you go, okay, what's 10%? Ooh, 50,000, right? I wouldn't do it in a house. But you definitely want to take a percentage of how much they're going to spend, significant percentage. And look at what kind of gift can I give them? Is it a 1%? Okay, you know, at a half a million dollars, that makes a difference. At $10, are you going to give them a penny? No, no. So think about what kind of gifting that you can give them. Um, here's uh, what really changes the game. If you want to change the game for, for your business. Yes. And that is that you not only give them a gift in the beginning, but you give them a gift at their anniversary. So if they've been with you for a year, if they've been using coming into your store for a year, been using your hair, um, products for a year have been investing in you and they are a great customer. Look at the first time that they do business with you and then say happy anniversary. They will be so shocked. Send it to them. They're super excited. Um, you also want to do it in other times of the year. Like you don't want to just show up at Christmas, right? Cause that's when everybody does it. So I like to do Thanksgiving, um, because it kind of shows up out of the blue and they're like, Oh, and it's a time when they've been around family and stuff. And so they can't wait to go, you know what? I got a really great thankful gift. Like they said that they are thankful for me um, from my dentist, from my um, auto repair, from whatever service-based business, right? Um, or even from the retail store. Hey, you know what? I got a, a happy Thanksgiving uh, this week from them. So you definitely want to think through that. And then um, another time to send it is at renewal, right? When they buy from you again, um, you can give them a really great gift. Lots of people like to give discounts. That works, right? But a discount is kind of like gift card, right? We're going to do that anyway. So make it meaningful, thoughtful, um, something that you know about them. Uh, of course, we like to do birthdays. Um, their own anniversaries, any other thing that's going on in their lives are, are amazing too. So making sure that you are properly thanking. Uh, even a simple thank you note. Right? Like when's the last time you wrote a thank you note? Not a thank you email. Thank you note. Handwritten from you. I got one um, last week from another business consultant that we've worked together on, on different projects. And so it was just like, Hey, Rochelle, I appreciate you. You know, thank you so much. And it's, it's on my counter. You know, I told everybody about it, you know, even so my guy came in and was like, who is this talking about? Hey babe, 
Oops. <laughs> but it still is, right? A nice thank you note. So you definitely want to make sure um, that you are doing those too. All right. Um, hey, hold on just a second. And we'll be right back for my message to Devin this week. Hey, you. We are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast to get more information about each episode or to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast. Oh, it's the Rochelle crying time. <laughs> so I'm not going to cry this week. I'm not going to cry this week. Um, but today's message uh, for Devin, you are my sunshine. You know I love you. You are my forever Valentine, by the way. Um, and no matter what, you are the best thing that happened to me in my whole life. <laughs> when I didn't think that I could love any person more than I love my business you changed that for me. And so if you've never heard me say that, I think you have. But if you've never heard me say that, I'm saying it publicly to the world so that they know that too. Um, but here's my message for you today, is that no matter what anyone says, remember we were talking about predicting, if you listen to the beginning uh, of this podcast, I was talking about the predictability of the Super Bowl and all these people, all these pundits, uh, predicting what's going to happen, creating scare tactics, creating whatever, right? But not really knowing, not not being able to judge some of the things and that's in your heart. Well, my message to you, my darling Devin today, is that you get to create what you want for your life. You get to create it, right? And you are who you create, not what other people say you are. Yes? So, um, you know, Miss Devin, that I listened to Joel Osteen, and one of the things that he always says is it's not what people call you, it's what you answer to. It's not what people call you, it's what you answer to. It's how our ancestors were able to deal with bigotry, with racism, with people calling us horrible, horrible names, um, saying that we aren't the brilliant, amazing people that we are. We are descendants of kings and queens, that's who we are. That's who we are as African-Americans. We are descendants. Our history started way before slavery, started way before uh, what they want to put in textbooks. And so as a history major, your mama is, <laughs> uh, I got to learn so many amazing things that, that I didn't know growing up because I was in school that didn't teach it to you. So I have set out on this journey also to teach the world all of the things that I got to know and to make sure that it is out there. Yes, but you get to create the life you want and you can't make people do right by you. But what you can do is you can limit their access to you and how long they get to do wrong by you. Yes. And so my message to you, my beautiful, amazing, smart, badass, kick-ass, 
second baddest chick on the planet <laughs> is that this world is your oyster. You can do whatever the hell you want to. You don't have to ever, ever, you are in no one's shadow. You are certainly not in my shadow. You are an amazing individual soul that I know is going to change the world um, because you change so many of the people that are just around you and understand that's why that they are attracted to you. That's why you in your infectiousness, yes, that you get in and under people's spirits and who they are because you question things that aren't right, but you also uh, lovingly and caringly share things that are. So when you are thinking about what you can be, I want you to remember Russell Westbrook and the why not me? Why not me? And it doesn't matter what anybody, what they, I don't know who they is anyway. So we don't listen to what they say. We listen to what's inside of you, what the Bible says that you are and who you are. I said I wasn't gonna cry. So I'm gonna fight this one off today. But you are an amazing, amazing spirit. You can be anything shit that you wanna be. You know, and people tell you that you can't. They was like, what makes you think? What makes you think? What makes you think? That's what the bank told me when I went and asked for money to buy the telephone company. I said, we don't think that you can compete with AT&T. Please, million, hundred million dollars later. What'd you say? How'd that work? How that works? <laughs> yes. They say, what, what, what? They don't, they don't allow folks that are, are on your size to be on TV. Well, how in the world am I the money, honey? How am I the Las Vegas money, honey? How have I done over 50, 60, 70 segments teaching money things? How does that happen? Ooh, because they never predicted, right? All they know is when Dr. Phil says the best predictor of past behavior is future behavior, but you can change at any moment and create the life of your dreams. I love you for free, my sweet, as well as you guys watching. I love y'all for free. If in fact, this is giving you life, it, if it is helping you even a little bit, can you let me know? Um, and I'll keep doing it because I, you know what, whether you say yes or no, I'm going to keep doing it um, because I know that it helped me, helped me tremendously as I was battling everything that I had to battle. So I love y'all for free. Uh, I will see you soon. I'll see you next week. Do your homework, um, get the list, properly thank people, and uh, let's get after it. All right, Mwah. see you later.